Welcome back to Becoming Next on Scene, everybody. It is your host, Jackie Zook. I am so excited to be here with you today to teach you how to become next on scene in your passion, in your business, all the things. Um, Before I bring on my amazing guest today, I always like to start with a marketing tip of the week, self-care tip of the week that I'm incorporating, and then a little bit more about my guest. So um, first off, so excited. We are now on iHeartRadio. This is like a huge celebration. Um... So thank you for all your support and never give up on your dreams. Um, I have been applying to iHeartRadio for a long time and um, I had no connections there. Now, for anybody who doesn't know me, if you're a new listener, I completely built my business from the ground up from YouTube and social media. It started with a podcast in my guest room closet. Um, And this year to date, we still have half a million lifetime listenerships. So I'm so grateful for all of you. And we have been everywhere for so long, except iHeartRadio. So this is a huge win for us. Um, So thank you so much for all your support thus far. So marketing tip of the week is about influencer marketing. So if you've never worked with influencers before, um, it's something you might want to explore in your marketing campaign. Um, It allows you to basically, outside of Facebook ads, outside of organic marketing, allows you to get in front of new people who have authentic, engaged audiences at all times. And they have many, they have so many different types of influencers. But today I'm going to talk about three main ones that are used pretty often, whether you're a business owner or you're trying to become an influencer, you know, things you should think about. So they have mega influencers, they have macro influencers, and then they have micro influencers. Mega influencers are celebrities like the Kardashians, Kylie Jenner, um, Ryan Seacrest, people that have been in TV and in the media, mainstream media for a very long time. Then they have micro, um, I'm sorry, macro influencers. Macro influencers um, usually range between 100,000 and a million. And they really have built their presence through Instagram, through online social media platforms. Um, to everybody who loves fashion, Champagne and Chanel is a great example of that. Um, she is definitely a macro influencer. She hit a million not too long ago. And she built her business completely off of Instagram with all of her fashion styles. So very inspiring, very cool stuff. Um, then lastly, they have micro influencers. Micro influencers are near and dear to my heart because I do a lot of work with micro influencers. And they usually range between 1,000 and 10,000 followers and they're amazing because they have engaged audience that are authentic. And even though their reach isn't so high, if you are really looking to not... If you don't have a huge budget um, to pay a celebrity or a macro influencer, they are a great, great way to get your voice out to a really niche marketed audience that will translate. So they all translate, you know, just different ranges. Some cost more money than others. Some you can exchange products, donation in exchange for them to post for you. Um, it's a lot of trial and error, but I wanted to give that advice today. I was actually working on that with a client. So it totally resonated with me to share with you. Um, next is going to be self-care tip of the day. Um, so my self-care tip of the day is going to be, well, by the time you guys hear this, it will actually be Labor Day. So I hope that everybody had an awesome Labor Day weekend. It is actually my birthday weekend. So I am traveling. I am really excited about that. Um, it's just really important. Like, through the times uh, that we're in to just try and be present, try and be centered and do things that fulfill you. Um, I hear this continuously from so many coaches and spiritual people I work with. But when you do more self-care, you attract better people into your life because when you feel your best and you're focused on like things that make you feel good, you attract really good things. Um, So my advice is to do something self-care this weekend. I hope you guys do that. So 
that is my self-care tip of the week. Um, now let's talk more about my amazing guests. So today I am here with the amazing Becky Rosenberg, who is the founder of Balanced Office Solutions. She's a bookkeeper and business operations expert with over 15 years of experience in the small business sector. She helps her clients streamline their bookkeeping, finances, and operations so they can reach their big goals. She's also super down to earth. She's into random acts of kindness, immediately disproves the myth that bookkeepers are boring, quiet, and dry. Um, whether you are super organized or completely clueless, Becky will get you back on track with no nonsense, judgment-free support. She is awesome. So stay tuned for Becky. The ups, the downs, and all the in-between. What it takes to become next on scene. Are you next? Follow us at Next On Scene. All right, everybody. Welcome back to Becoming Next On Scene's podcast. I am so excited to be here with you today with the amazing Becky Rosenberg, who is one rock star bookkeeper, business operations expert, and the founder of Balanced Office Solutions. Hi, Becky. How are you today? I'm good. How are you, Jackie? Good. You are literally one of my favorite people. Guys, Becky is my personal bookkeeper, so I have a special love for Becky, but I'm just really excited that she's on my show today. So, Becky, let's first open up with, like, how did you fall into the world of numbers and bookkeeping? So, I was honestly working for a company a long time ago, and the accountant came in and said, somebody needs to be doing your bookkeeping. And the owner of the company said, well, we have her here. Why don't we give this a shot? I was like 19 years old, just out of school, and he gave me a shot, and my accountant was like, she's great at this. This is who you should hire. (laughs) So I literally fell into it uh, right out of high school. I went to college for business, and I just started doing bookkeeping. I mean, that's... So you do you never, like, did you enjoy numbers in high school? Like, how did it kind of, like, obviously, the job fell into place, but... Yeah. So actually, Jackie, I hated math class in high school. Um, And I know that's totally weird, but I feel like doing bookkeeping and business strategies and looking at personal finances or business finances is very different than like a general math equation. Yes, it has to do with math and you're adding and subtracting and you're looking at things and you're breaking down how to get to point A or to point B. However, it's just very different. And so I actually really hated math in high school, but I love bookkeeping. It is something that I super enjoy to do. Um, so I know that's different, but yeah. <laughs> no, that's a good, great answer. And basically summarize it. We were joking before the, the, the episode about um, how are math and bookkeeping different. I was like, math is numbers. And you were like, but it's not, it's different. I was just laughing. I thought it was funny. So let's talk now to um, just... Right, but- with everything going on in the world with like COVID and all these things with businesses transitioning to doing things more virtually, like how has that affected you not only in your own business, but for your clients? So it hasn't really affected me in my business, Jackie, simply because I really was virtual before I needed to be. Meaning, you know, when everybody was kind of put on notice about this pandemic, Everybody was scrambling how to be able to work from home. And I've actually been working from home for almost 10 years now. So personally, it didn't affect me. 
But I have a significant amount of clients that this pandemic has directly affected both in a great way and also in a negative way. Um, and so just helping people work through the CPC loans or the grants that were available or just generally speaking, how to cut back expenses, how to increase income, and all of like the rolling pieces and parts and all of the changes on a monthly basis to all the rules and, um, you know, stipulations about what you could apply for and what you couldn't has been challenging not only for myself, but for my clients and trying to keep up with all that. Um, but I feel like there's also a positive side of that where some businesses actually have really grown in the pandemic. And I think that um, that should be pointed out as well, because I feel like a lot of the things at this point, Jackie, are like super negative. Like the pandemic is awful. We all, you know, I mean, who likes this, right? right. Like you have to wear right. a mask everywhere. You have to. And I'm all about respecting other people and wearing the mask, but nobody loves this. Mm-hmm. Um, and no business owner loves this because not only do you have to deal with the financial impact, whether it be positive or negative, but you also have to deal with all of the HR impact with everything. And so, you know, it's a very large and broad spectrum of issues that come along with owning a business in this time. No, it's so true. So true. I also would love for you to talk about the value of working with a bookkeeper because I know a lot of people are very like, I mean, obviously, I know you do trainings too to teach people how to use QuickBooks, but can you talk about the value of working with a bookkeeper and the things day to day that you do? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, there are m- multitudes of people and we, as bookkeepers, and we all do things a little differently. You know, when I first started doing bookkeeping and accounting, I thought, you know, this is a science. It's like two plus two equals four. There's no, you know, it's very black and white. There's no gray area, right? Here we go with the math. However, the way we all do things, both as a bookkeeper, a CPA, an accountant, a tax professional, which is like an EA or any of those types of um, professions, we all do something completely different. Mm -hmm. For me, a bookkeeper provides clear value in we keep track of your records. We make sure your income is in the right spot. And if you're loaning the company money, it's in the right account and it's not taxed. And just kind of the rules and regulations sort of that go behind in the categories in what you can deduct and what you can't deduct um, and how it kind of all plays together. I also feel like the value is knowing your numbers at any given time. I know that we've talked about this a bunch as well. And being able to see where you were this year versus last year versus the year before, where you'll be in 2021 and where your expenses are, and just kind of going over that on a monthly or quarterly basis really gives you as a business owner a super good view on what your income is versus what your expenses are and how you're doing in profit or loss. And what that looks like for you and your business and how we might be able to change or view things a little differently or maybe not spend so much on expenses or where you're spending the money on expenses and how that looks on a monthly basis. A lot of CPAs and accountants do not do bookkeeping. Um, They actually just want to do the tax preparation. They just want to have a very great overview of your finances and um, do tax 
forecasting with you and what you should be paying if, or if you should be paying quarterly or what your annual might look like so that you can prepare in that way, just not necessarily on a month-to-month or quarter-to-quarter basis. Right. So I think the value that you specifically get is like having that view at a moment's notice if you need it. Mm-hmm. The other thing, Jackie, huge with this PPP, I think people realize at this very moment in time that they didn't have their bookkeeping. And all of these PPP loans had very specific paperwork that had to go along with it. And if you didn't have it, you were unable to get funding. And so between that and if you were to need a business loan, having your financials up to date is really imperative. And so um, that also comes along with it, being able to have somebody on your team to say, I need this for the bank and can you help me provide these numbers? So true. So true. Great stuff, Becky. You are full of so much inspiring knowledge and I'm going to continue that with my next question. So you taught me something very important throughout all of my growth thus far, but really key right now for me, which I would love to talk about because I think people don't understand this, is like commingling personal expenses with your business expenses. Can you talk about that a little bit and the importance of making them separate? Yeah. So you know how I feel about this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, this is like a trending topic. Everybody needs to hear this, Becky, seriously. So talk about Venmo, talk about, it's totally fine. Okay, so real quick, Venmo is not a business um, for business transactions. It really just the company, it even says it on the website. The company just doesn't support that. And honestly, if somebody were to kick back and say, I didn't want to pay Jackie this. There's no repercussion. Mm-hmm. PayPal acts as a bank. And so you can actually almost like if you were to be, have something fraudulent put on your credit card or something like that, or you wanted to just um, go back and say, didn't receive the product or whatever for a credit card or a PayPal, it just works very differently. Just for the love of God, please don't use that. <laughs> Plus, when it comes through your bank account, it says Venmo. Right. So I can't put that to a category. I don't know who it is. And if you're paying subcontractors, you need the 1099. It's just a downward spiral. So my suggestion is when in doubt, don't Venmo it. Mm -hmm. Unless it's personal and you guys are out to dinner with a friend and you want to pay for dinner, um, not through your business account, I say all, all the more to do so. Power to it. (laughs) But personal expenses. Yes. Power to that. So the personal expense thing, you know, there, I had a client say to me once, my accountant told me that I'm just a DBA. So therefore I can use my bank account for whatever. And the real answer to that, and you know, this is not a legal thing or um, an accounting thing, but the real answer to that, Jackie, is sure. You can. And if you're an LLC, it's a pass-through company. And so you could probably do that there as well. It is best business practice to have these two items separated. And for you not to pay business expenses personally and personal expenses through your business. Mm -hmm. It helps in an audit where the auditor is looking at you as a business and not commingling funds. It helps legally, which you would have to talk to an attorney about. It helps the bookkeeper not have a million transactions where they don't know whether it's personal or business. So it cuts down on the amount of questions and just the amount of going back and forth about why you should or should not have done this. But it also really 
has something to do with the boundaries of your business and your personal. Mm-hmm. So I really feel like when you're mixing and commingling funds, it makes it difficult on many levels. And if you were to be audited, it would also make it different, difficult. However, I feel it's also a boundary for your business and you need to treat your business and your money in your business as such. And you can absolutely 100% take a draw out of your account as a sole prop or an LLC anytime you want. You are your business, and so you can make those withdrawals as an owner's draw and pay yourself. If you're an S-Corp, you need to put yourself on payroll, and that gets into a little bit of other things. But I just feel like it's just a very clean look, and it makes things a lot less challenging, both on a bookkeeping level and also for you mm-hmm. as, a, as a business owner. So I think it's really important to just know that can you? Sure. Should you? It's really best business practice to just not commingle funds at all and just to have two separate accounts. Great advice. Great advice. Because I think a lot of people can relate to that topic for sure. Um, so thank you for sharing yeah, exactly. that. You know, yeah, we've, we've talked about too, just as an FYI in general, like the fact that it's a change, right? For you to pay yourself instead of just swiping your business credit card for everything because it just is what it is. People get used to doing things. It, it's just easy for them to pull out one card. Mm-hmm. So it does take time to change, but it really is just a much clearer picture um, for you in general. And it helps you budget personally right? Yeah, because it's just not a free-for-all anymore. It's so, I I can personally relate to that. So that's allowed me to see more of a difference for sure. Um, I'm still a work in progress. So just putting that out there, but still I'm getting, I'm getting there. Anyway, on a a good work in progress, you, you listened and you're going forward. And that's all that counts is that we all learn from something. It's so true. It's so true. I think that's the only way to like, to own up that like nobody's perfect. And like, it's, it's always a learning curve for all of us, you know? in different areas. Always. So I would like to ask you a personal question on when you like, what was your aha moment? Like it could have been with your first client or one of your most memorable clients that you were like, wow, I love my job. Like this is totally what I'm meant to do. Can you share a little bit about that experience? I can, but you're not going to like the answer. Why? Because I love all my clients. That's a good answer. Even BS. I... I really choose people who, or people choose me, right? I don't even know. Like the universe works both ways, right? Mm-hmm. And I do believe that. And mm-hmm. I know you certainly believe in that. So I really believe like I find the people or the people find me that they need help and I can provide that help. And I really have not, there's been, obviously, there's always a handful of people that you're like, oh, why did I do that? And I'm sure they feel the same, mm-hmm. right? Honestly, not everybody's my cup of tea and I'm not everybody's cup of tea. Um, but right now, I love all my clients. I can't say anything. And all my clients are amazing people and they're amazing at what they do. And their businesses are very different. I have three companies. I have attorneys. I have an amazing uh, marketing guru slash podcast person. <laughs> I have, I just, I, I have so many different types of businesses that I deal with and help on a daily basis that 
I just love my job, honestly. When I left and I started to do this full time, I was so scared, like every other business owner, like, how am I going to do this? And then it just started to flow. And this is something I just honestly love to do. Like bookkeeping and personal finance and business finance is just something that I honestly like wake up and go, I've got this. Like today's a new day. Let's just do whatever it needs to do, you know? Totally. But I think my, so the follow-up to that question though, is like when you started out, you must've had one, one success story that stood out to you that you were like, oh my God, I'm totally in the right career. Like, wasn't there one moment that you were like, wow, like this has really changed, like not only my life, but like this client. And it's definitely probably when you first started. So actually, it's, well, so there's been many thoughts of that, right? Mm-hmm. Off and on throughout the years, I've had some amazing clients and they told me how much I've helped them. But specifically, actually in the last year, I helped somebody who um, actually had to close down their business for because of COVID Mm -hmm. and no fault of their own. Honestly, I think it was a mixture of just the overall, like, I guess I would say like laws or like rules to open up that, to like open things back up in this specific industry. Mm -hmm. And she wrote me the most amazing um, email just really saying how much she appreciated all the work that I've done and her email. And I, and I'm not going to say her name because I'm not sure that what I would be able to haven't asked her if I could share this. Yeah, no, it's fine. But basically her email was, thank you for being all that you were on my path. Truly grateful for all the gifts we shared together. And I hope this fall and winter brings new ways to reach clients and feel supported by the universe for ease. I, um, she went on and saying just like our journey in general on this planet is just right now is very challenging, right? However, I found her words specifically in regards to helping her financially making the changes and shifting what she needed to shift, including personal versus business expenses, that it was really enlightening because I never thought I really touched people like that. You know what I'm saying? Like it was really one of those moments that I was like, okay, well, this was a really nice email. And then I went through and I kind of reread it and in a nutshell, she just was so thankful that I was able to help her on her journey of creating some systems and processes around her finances and where she was to where she was ending, that it sat with me in a way where I was like, wow, like, I really helped somebody here. That's awesome. And Mostly Jackie, because I don't ask people for recommendations. And so honestly, I never really... Well, they happen naturally because you're just good at your job. You know what I'm saying? Like that's usually what happens when you're just good at your job. But you should be good about following up with people and always getting that regardless. I know, but you know me. I'm kind of just the quiet person in the corner. Although I don't seem very quiet, I don't really ask for much (laughs) from people. And so it's like one of those things. But when she wrote it and she basically wrote how 
much she appreciated for everything that I've done for her and helped her get her finances in order. I was just like, wow, I, I really feel like I helped somebody right here. Love and that. so I think that that was my aha moment to try to like really get out there more and be like, okay, I'm really doing this. I'm really helping people. And I really want to be supporting and helping people. Um, and I can do this. It's awesome. That's a really touching story. Thank you for sharing that. I love that. Especially when with the times now of like, realistically, like some businesses are closing and some businesses are flourishing and some businesses are just kind of, you know, in the middle stuck and don't really know where to go. So it's such a weird time, but I'm really glad that you shared that. And I I did. Yeah. And I, and I feel bad for businesses because there's a lot of misinformation out on the internet as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's very confusing and it's a very confusing time for people and having a great CPA or tax professional and having a great bookkeeper. um, I feel like if I don't know the answer, I always can connect you with somebody who may actually know the answer better off than me instead of just giving you a generalized answer. So Mm -hmm. I think that's another thing back to the, you know, what a bookkeeper provides. Um, is insight and, and knowledge in the industry and, and connecting you with a person who can help you if, if right. for some reason I cannot. Well, I was even going to say too, like you were like, you helped her with systems, like even for people, like you do trainings to help teach people how to do QuickBooks and how to set up their books, right? Too, if you don't manage them. I do. So so even if I don't manage them, I have training classes on QuickBooks. Yep. And and I also try to add some generalized bookkeeping principles and practices in that as well. So no QuickBooks can also get out of hand if you don't know, you know, sort of the, the back end bookkeeping. But I also do systems like processes and systems for companies setting up or connecting you with human resources people or um, project management systems or connecting you with somebody who solely does systems if that's what you need. And so, yeah, I do a bunch of different things, not just um, bookkeeping. Yes, you do. That's a fact. Awesome, Becky. You're so inspiring. So before we talk about fun facts about Becky and things they don't know about you and game time, I would like for you to share with everyone how they can reach out to you and follow you on social media. Absolutely. So let's see. I'm on Facebook and Instagram at Balanced Office Solutions. I am on my website is balancedofficesolutions.com. And I'm also on LinkedIn under Rebecca Rosenberg. Um, and my name is spelled with a K-A-H because that confuses everybody. Um, so you can reach out to me on any of those channels or you can always send me an email at Becky at balancedofficesolutions.com as well. Love it. Becky's the best, guys. You definitely need to reach out to her. She's fantastic. And I'm not just saying that, but I am. So it's fun. Anyway, so let's talk about fun facts. Yeah, well, it's genuine. I mean, I'm not lying about that. So, all right. So fun facts about Becky. So we talked about this earlier. You hate math, but you love your numbers. So we don't have to deep dive into that. You dislike (laughs) horror movies. So where did that stem from? Absolutely. I absolutely hate horror. Anything horror movies. I kind of do too. I have to agree. So as a kid, my mom used to love Freddy Krueger. And I used to watch them and it used to freak me out. And I just, ever since then, I really just, I don't like anything horror. But I love Halloween. 
I know that's so weird, but I like, like, you know. Dressing up and, like, eating candy and, yeah, totally. (laughs) Yes, like, I like that, but I just don't like horror. Anything horror movies I'm good with or, like, any of those, like, hayride, haunted hayride things, I'm all set. (laughs) I have to agree with that statement. That that definitely resonates with me, too. Um, you love all things spiritual. So let's talk about like some of your routines. Um, like what kind of crystals do you have? Do you meditate? I mean, obviously you do, you have your fun affirmation cards that you could share with everybody. So tell, tell us about like Becky's day-to-day routine with spirituality. So I've kind of gotten off track a little this year because things have been so hectic, but, um, and I don't meditate and I know everybody's like, you got to meditate. I cannot shut myself up long enough <laughs> to be quiet for any period of time. I always have something running through my head. Um, but I have been trying to do a meditation with like a guided meditation. So I try to focus on that instead of the to-do list that's in my head. And I actually had some good luck with that over the last couple of weeks. So, but I love anything crystals. Um, I'm going to give a shout out to Regina's connection really quickly, only because in serendipity, no. Oh, serendipity. Yeah, I think it is serendipity in Framingham or something. Serendipity in in. She's actually not in Framingham anymore. She had to close her shop way before COVID. Um, but she's out of Sudbury. Ah. Um, but I buy most of my crystals from Regina's connection, or I bought a bunch of crystals from her as well. I'm like nice. So I have them on my desk and kind of throughout the house just because I'm weird like that, but that's okay. Um, and you know, I tend to read a lot of books and I try to just be kind to everyone. I know that's not necessarily spirituality practice, but I feel like it sort of is nowadays because we're all so on edge over everything Mm -hmm. and just trying to understand um, that we're all super stressed out and we can all just be kind to each other even if we don't want to. Um, but I do a daily practice in the morning. I get up and I say all the things that I'm grateful for. And before I go to bed, I do the same thing. And I feel like that's really shifted my mindset um, over the last like five years about doing that. And I'm really good about doing that on a daily basis. That's important. And it's good that you've kept yeah, up with it. Yeah, I feel it. like we always have something to be grateful for. Like, even if you're having a bad day, don't you have something to be grateful for? So Jackie? true. Like, so you're true. You're having a crappy day, but you come home to Hershey. And you're right. like, oh my God, I'm so grateful. You know, like... It's so just true. unconditional love that our pets give us. And mm-hmm. so there's always something to be happy about. I know? love that. That is so true and so important. And they, they always say gratitude is the power of everything, right? Like, so powerful. Love that. I'm all about the power of gratitude, so I can relate. Love that. Okay, Becky, we're going to play some game time. There's no, like, rush with, like, how how fast you have to answer these questions. It's just a fun way for all of us to get to know you outside of your awesome career. So, what is, (coughs) sorry, Becky's favorite food? Oh, ice cream. Ice cream. Me too. What kind are we talking here? Oh, goodness. I could go for anything. But specifically, this Giffords ice cream, it comes in Mississippi mud pie. Oh, my God. Oh, good, Jackie. (laughs) Sounds like pretty amazing. (laughs) It's amazing ice cream. So where do you just get it at the supermarket? So I've only been able to find it at Shaw's and Wegmans. So it is a unique ice cream. Those are the 
It's a unique ice cream. I haven't seen it anywhere else. That doesn't mean that it's not there, but it's not at Stop and Shop and like all the local places around here. But I've only been able to find it at Wegmans and Shaw's. So. Interesting. Yep. All right. So Giffords, like so that? Good. Giffords? Giffords ice cream. Yep. And they have so many other flavors, but my favorite is Hashi. Love that. Did you have some yesterday for your birthday? It was Becky's birthday, guys. I didn't. I had a Ben and Jerry's ice cream cake. That sounds delicious. Ben and Jerry's down the street. Oh my goodness, Jackie. It was brownies on the bottom with cookies and cream ice cream and then chocolate chip cookie dough ice cream and then frosting. It was so good. My God. My (laughs) mouth is like wide open right now. I wish you could see me in person. (laughs) It sounds amazing. So it was. Yes, it was so good. That's kind of dangerous that you said it opened down the street from you. Oh, my God. It's totally fine. I know. I tried <laughs> to stay away from it, but um, yesterday was okay because I feel Agreed. like it was your birthday. Agreed. So, oh, you can just Agreed. do whatever you want. <laughs> no need to justify that. All right. Love that. Great choice. All right. If you could travel, um, what what would be, first of all, your bucket list destination, someplace you haven't been yet that you would like to go? And what is your favorite place you've ever been traveled thus far? Okay, so I don't know if you know this about me because we've never talked about this before, Jackie, but I hate to travel. I did know that. That's a real thing. <laughs> yep. But I figured so, I put it, but you go to the I'm Cape and traveler. stuff. You go to the Cape. Oh, my most favorite. Yeah, but it's not traveling. It's not like I've gotten, like I go on plane, like on a plane and we go to the Caribbean or something. However, if I traveled, I actually have anxiety around traveling, so I don't travel for that specific reason because it just produces so much anxiety for me. But a realistic place, my favorite place is honestly down at the Cape because I love the Cape, mm-hmm. obviously. I go there a lot to visit a friend who has a house down there. But we actually have a cabin in the middle of nowhere, and it's on a lake, and I love there because it's very, very super peaceful. And I love the sound of loons. I don't know if you've ever heard the sound of a loon before. No, what is that? So a loon is like, it looks like a duck. Okay. Uh But it's, you, I don't even know how to describe it. It's very prehistoric sounding. When we get off, you should just Google it. I'm totally going to (laughs) be able to listen to it. I don't know what it is about the sound, but for me, it is so calming and I just love the sound. And so I like to go up there because it's just very calming up there. But if I could travel anywhere and not have anxiety over it, Mm -hmm. I would really want to either go to some Caribbean island because I would love to like be scuba diving and like swim with the fish and like sea sharks and like stuff like that sea sharks um, oh my god that's I'm risky always, becky oh my god that gives me anxiety i know i mean i don't want to like yeah anyways but yes <laughs> i would love to like be tropical fish and like kind of just you know be in nice warm water and stuff but i also have always wanted to go to bali and i've also wanted to go to the Maldives. and i know that those are two very different places but one is very spiritual and one is just absolutely stunning i actually have friends that have gone there and just absolutely loved it i mean there are places i would like to great choices very like relaxing (laughs) relaxing and like spiritually like peaceful that's what i get from your choices i like them a lot bali seems incredible like from what i've seen too so nice great choices i have somebody that i network with that went to bali and then 
stayed there for an extra long time, even though she was only supposed to be there, I think it was for a few months. Um, and she absolutely found it to be amazing. So that is definitely somewhere like one day if, you know, I can get past the travel anxiety thing that I would love to go. Into. It's going to happen one day, Becky, I'm staying positive for you. Gonna happen one day. I'm gonna wake up and be like, I'm doing it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It is. It's just what's gonna happen. It's it's on the horizon. You have to like, mm-hmm. just gotta do it. Gotta do it. Um, okay, great, great answers. Let's. Um, next question is, if you could wear one outfit for the rest of your life from head to toe, what would it be and why? Uh, honestly, jeans and like a cute shirt. Okay, that's very probably- very broad. What shirt are we talking about here? <laughs> Oh, I would say I'm more of like a country chief. I don't know. I'm so bad at fashion. Well, do you, you like plaid? Ginger, do you, you I feel like I've you like plaid her stuff. for months. Who, so Ginger? Girly like stuff. Yeah, she's so great at what she does. Oh my she goodness. is. So I've been following her and I'm like, yeah. I need a fashion sense like that. But I would say like, like a cute shirt. And if I needed to like spruce it up a little, maybe like a business um, suit jacket. Definitely like super casual shoes, like my chucks, or I have a lot of like vans and like I'm very like 90s. That's who I am as a person. <laughs> who cares? I love that. But I feel like it's better than the 80s. Yeah. And don't hate me. 80s Listen, people, I like the I 80s too. An 80s person. I like the 80s music and stuff. So don't hate on the 80s here. <laughs> I like the music, the, the fashion. Were a little, I know, not I know. For me. I kind of agree with that. That I have to agree with. I liked the but, the like one shoulder <laughs> like t shirts though. You know what I'm talking? Like the open. Okay, like so I wear a lot of that. That's 80s, yeah, Becky. So I definitely can't say that I hate <laughs> the 80s, but uh, you know, Victoria's Secret comes out with these new sweatshirts every year, and they're off the shoulder sweatshirts, and I probably have 45. Love of them, them, honestly. Love them. That's like not even a joke. Oh my. But it's just so comfy. And Mm -hmm. so I'm I'm a comfortable person. Well, great choice. Love that. All right. Final question. If you could spend a day with somebody dead or alive you have not met yet, who would it be and why? I would say I would love to spend a day with Mel Robbins. I know that's so weird, but I really love her. That's not weird. She's awesome. She's just so... I love what she does with helping people... um, with anxiety and things of that sort. Um, honestly, it would the second person would be a mix of Tony Robbins and Gary Vee because <laughs> I love them both. Those are probably really um, interesting people to hang out with for sure. Oh, Marie Forleo. Oh, she's oh, cool she would too. Be so fun to hang out with. She's cool too. I, I think l- she would be the funnest to hang out with. Her video series, awesome. I just think she's just so fun. You know what I'm saying? She's just like a fun person. So, yeah, I don't know. There's so many people. Great Even choices. Not here anymore, I could think of like a dozen. But, yeah, I mean, alive, I would probably say those people just because they've benefited me in my life by following them and reading their books and things of that sort. And I think that that, you know, meeting them and, and thanking them for the stuff that they put out as well as like, clearly asking them a million questions (laughs) (laughs) that's a good one okay so now we but but we need somebody that passed away that you would want to hang out with so i'd like to back that up for a second and add somebody else to my alive (laughs) okay go for it (laughs) who would be the other alive person so i love brene brown 
I just love her. I love all her books. I love her attitude. I love everything that she puts out. Like, I really just love her so much. So Brene Brown would be like another person that I would like to ask. Great. They're all such dynamic. Like everyone you said is such a really dynamic (laughs) entrepreneur. It's really cool. I like your choices. Good stuff. But Jed, I don't know. I'd have to get back to you on that. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, no worries. At least you picked some good ones that are alive. So you actually can meet them in person. So that's pretty cool. That would be amazing. Yeah. That would be amazing. I feel like they do they. I mean, I feel like Gary Vee and Tony Robbins do a lot of like virtual. I mean, they all do virtual courses, I guess. Right. And teach online. They do. And you and I probably could, you know, reach out. I think for me, each one offers something different. And I would love to like one day post COVID be able to walk up to them and like shake their hand and be like, you impacted my life in these ways. And that's kind of what I want to be able to do one day for people, right? Mm-hmm. Have them be able to say that to me. Like, I like hey, that. Becky, you helped me with these things and impacted my life in such a way that, you know, you helped me or, or whatever. So, yeah. So, no, yeah. great choices. So, anyway. Great answers. Becky, you're amazing. Thank you so much for coming on today. Can you share with us again your, um, your website, your social media channels so people can reach out? And if there's anything you want to offer to my audience, feel free to say no. Yeah. So I always offer a free consultation. I'm happy to chat with anybody. Actually, I love networking and just kind of meeting people because I feel like everybody who I meet could potentially help somebody else. And so if I can't help you or you can't help me, just knowing each other and having that network is amazing. Um, my website, again, balancedofficesolutions.com, Facebook, Instagram, Balanced Office Solutions. LinkedIn, Rebecca Rosenberg. I think that's everything. Love it. Yes. Um, so, and, and just as an FYI, I do do consultations. Totally not a salesperson. Jackie knows me. I probably don't make the sale most of the time because I'm not a salesperson. <laughs> but I always give free consultations. I'm always to chat, happy to chat about anything QuickBooks, anything bookkeeping, in anything personal finance which I have added to my um, company in the last year, really helping people dig themselves out of debt, find a way to budget, find a way to start saving so that you have emergency funds and you're working towards your goals. So I'm happy to talk to anybody about any of those. Yeah, you that you for sure are. You are very welcoming and always give good advice. So definitely she means that people. Thank you, Becky, again, so much for coming on. And thank you everyone for tuning in to Becoming Next on Scene and stay tuned for who's next on scene. The ups, the downs, and all the in-between. What it takes to become next on scene. Are you next? Follow us at Next on Scene.